Yeah, let's talk about the bigger picture. Uh-huh. Let's talk about how we be ballin', playing with yeah, the yeah, Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Nets and how they always got good pictures. Jeez. Let's talk about the Cats, how rescue turn them boys to winners. Uh-huh. Injuries and updates, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To the opponent, we can't toe to toe, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the top, this podcast gonna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something you should know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greetings and salutations. Might have What's gotten cool on there. I tried to, I've been trying to time that where it ends just as the music goes over. Uh, I'm Nathan Perry. This is episode 41. Bye, 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 bye. Yeah. No, no, you got to sing it right. Sing it right. Bye, 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 bye. There it is. Yeah. There it is. That's Trev. what I thought when I saw it. I was like, is this the end singer? Is he just yeah. saying the bye, singer? Bye, the bye, singer bye. is our man, Trev. What's going on? And you guys, I have something to tell you. The Fresca is back. Oh, Fresca, welcome back, Fresca. Fresca hit us up with that sponsorship. And of course, we yeah, got sir, Stoner. What's up, boys? As What's up? well. What's up, man? We've got a great show for you guys. We'll have John Paul Flame coming on. He's going to talk about his book on the sports junkies that is be it's released. Uh, you can check that out. Pre-order that book from stillbarking.com. And of course, we'll be talking about the Capitals and the cool down couple DC United Washington spirit update there as well as the nationals and in the game with JP from the junkies we'll be talking about some Washington football team stuff here in the warm-up though we're gonna be talking about the wizards and of course our show here is sponsored by pacers running for every run we'll get you more information on that and of course we appreciate your support that you provide us we stream live every wednesday on facebook youtube and twitch and and every like subscription comment just helps us grow our channel and do what we want to do we got a few people already in some of the people you are familiar with we got ep EP? and mama stores (laughs) what's up mom how you doing big big difference there trev and and your your reaction to the the two ladies in the the chat i got some behind the scenes beef with the ep but that's for another day (laughs) also i need to get another beanie i know it looks like i wear this beanie all the time which i do but i gotta get me a new one hey gotta be real got to be real of course we're also on all of the audio platforms so you can listen to us there download those that also help support the channel and you can even buy some of the gear it is it is hoodie Ooh. season Ooh. yes it is this hoodie, hoodie is dark yeah, stores if you listen i need a it's on my christmas list we're large <laughs> yeah. anybody out there wear large in hoodies large in sweatpants whatever you want to do so all about that beanie? supports the channel and we appreciate that i haven't created a beanie yet i gotta i'll have to see Ooh. if they have mm-hmm. one in the store and, uh, nice. and i'll yeah. work on that that'll be my new beanie all right, let's talk let's about the Wizards it. to start us off. Yeah. And of course, because we're going to be talking about the Wizards, we got to bring up the actual Ooh. Wizards look here, the visuals. If you're one of our audio listeners, you're not going to see the difference. But for our video uh, watchers, view, video viewers, you'll mm-hmm. see that we uh, like to do the branding thing, change it over mm-hmm. when we're talking about the differences in the teams, because yeah. this is a DC sports podcast, Washington football teams on by. Uh, and even if they weren't on by, I'm pretty sure most people are just tired talking about them. Yeah, that's that's true. We are tired yes. as much as we yes. love talking about them. We're tired, we're tired. So, but we'll talk about them a little bit later, right? When JB yeah. pops in, we'll still we'll still have some, some discussion with them. Uh, just not the full hour that we normally do. The Wizards' exciting start to the season. Yes, indeed. Mm. Yes, indeed. They're about to be a four seed. 
Shout out to Andy in the uh, in the YouTube chat as well. GD, if I was about to go to bed, I'm up for work in five hours. Okay, let's go, guys. Andy from DC uh, Tweet Team, his podcast. Check that out as well. Um, yes, and Andy, I, I didn't want to gloat, but you brought it up. Our Wizards smashed his Celtics. So twice. Twice, twice, twice. already. So bad that they got Marcus Smart being vocal after the game, talking about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum don't pass the ball. Yeah. yeah. That's Every play is run for those two, yeah. Yeah, man. So shout out to the Wizards, bro. Shout out Which Wes is, Unseld. Yeah, Wes Unseld. I mean, it's a totally different vibe around that yeah. that team, around that lock, uh, locker room with Wes Unseld. It could be just a simple fresh face, new <gasps> new coaches, new offense it could be but it could be also obviously that they're just they're playing better they've got better players Mm -hmm. that's for sure they definitely got better players um or it could it could be a combination of all of those things they just needed a fresh start and adding montrez harrell was oh it's huge well adding all those guys i remember when they made the trade just from the energy standpoint and what he brings oh yeah yeah he's amazing i remember when they made that trade right it was it was Trez and Kuzma and KCP for Russell Westbrook, right? Yep. And I remember saying, and I'm I'm sure you can find it out there in the old Twitterverse, but I remember saying if they can turn Montrez Harrell and Kuzma for Dinwiddie, I'd be super happy. He did, and they didn't that. even have to do that. Yeah, no, they they got Dinwiddie in addition to them. Look at you, Stoner. You're like man. a manifester when oh, it comes man. to DC sports. <laughs> Man, well, I mean, the, but the Wiz, you know, when they get off to call him the stuff on the Wiz, there he called yeah. Kispert and he called West Sunset uh, yeah. Jr. well before yeah. uh, they they uh, they came to there. Andy is a big fan of the city uniforms. Mm. I, I think most people seemed a little bit meh on them. Yeah. They look like the bullets. Well, that's kind of where it's supposed to harken back from, right? It's supposed yeah. to kind of be a mixture yeah. of like the past and the present. Yeah. I'll tell you that DMV logo. That's yeah, why fire. It's so, it's like on the shorts. Be... No, it's just like on the yeah, shorts. Like it's I a small that. little print on the shorts. I we wish get that, that was larger. Podcast. I I wish I wish that that looked fire. That was good. That looked really good. And then the, then they released the uniforms, and it was just like there's it's nowhere <laughs> to be found. It's like again, it's like on the shorts and yeah, on like a corner. DC sports. But so they did basically, guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. no not important. What are we? We're six and one right now. Seven and five one, and two. One? Five and two. Five and two. Okay. Five and two. I'm lost. Lost to the Hawks. Hawks this. Uh, oh yeah. This last the second time lost on Monday. Um, judging by where we are right now, mm-hmm. where do you see this Wizards being when it comes into the season? Judging by the first seven games, like if playoffs started next week. Yeah. Where Where are we? Well, if they're this, if they're made up of the same guys. Right, okay. which means no Rui and right. no Thomas Bryant. I yeah. think they're going to get exposed in the playoffs, especially by a team like the Sixers and mm-hmm. and like the Nets, teams that are big, mm-hmm. teams that can throw. I mean, Harrell Milwaukee. is only like six nine, yeah. right? But he's right. you know he's all energy and he's he's got like a seven four wingspan, so he makes up for a little bit. But he can't he can't guard Joel Embiid. No, he you know he can't guard those big guys down. He ain't guard not, 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 not yeah, not a, a um game after game after game, a five game, right. seven game series. He can't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So they need Bryant back. 
they need Rui back just for that depth and just for fouls sometimes. Yeah, just somebody true. who can bang and push uh, Joel. I always think of Joel Embiid. I think he's the best center in basketball. So yeah, that's that's who they're probably going to match up at least at some point. Probably right. For sure. Yeah. But they're they're deeper. Mm-hmm. They're there's um, better shooters, even though they haven't quite shown it yet so far. They haven't been right. shot well from three but they have better shooters than they've had in the past. And and they've got guys that you get behind, right? They've got the treads sure. flying everywhere. They, you know, they've got Dinwiddie who can basically break anybody down and get to the basket when he wants. And they still got Beal and Beal yeah. hasn't started off great, but nope. Beal is Beal. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, he, he, his buckets will start to come. They will later yes. on. And that's the, probably the most impressive part to the five and two start and get back to your question, Trevor, about where do we see this? I, I tweeted this yeah. out. I, I honestly think maybe my 41 win prediction might I have been a little that. low. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's still a little too early to really call that, but mm-hmm. the team has has started off really impressive, and, and it might be just that fresh face uh, with the new coaching staff, with the new team. But usually when you get this huge turnover, you know, turnover for personnel, it takes a while for them to gel. And the fact right, that yeah. they're able to to do well, uh, one of the victories you had what three or four people who had scored more than twenty points. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, these are the big things that I think will really, you know, go far. The further they are in the season, you know, Beals missed a couple of games. They've been able to uh, win those games. Dinwiddie sat out a game. So I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Gafford Gafford sat, sat out a game. Out a game. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're they're that mm-hmm. they just have the personnel right now where they haven't had in the past. And this is all without Rui. Yeah, I know. And without Rui and Brian. And Brian, really your starting center normally. Mm -hmm. So, you man, if you can go Gafford, Trez, and Thomas Bryant as your three-headed centers, Mm -hmm. you've got something there. Or you can play any one of those at power forward. Mm -hmm. But you've already got – you've got Rui at power forward. And, you know, you got a lot of guys who could play a lot of different positions. KCP can play uh, oh. the the two, or he can play the three, and he was playing some shutdown defense. I was about to say, and he can play of, defense. And he bro. plays That's right. Re- redeemed himself three, there in that second overtime. Yeah, yes. they got three point guards who you are comfortable with going out there. You've got shooters. Denny is an improved shooter. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm not every last year when he would shoot a three pointer. Oh my god, I can't watch. But this <laughs> year, I'm like, shoot it, son, shoot it. You, right. You've obviously improved. And Kispert, Kispert's going to be a baller, y'all. Kispert's going to be a baller. He looks and that's why Rui's like got to come back, too, so him and Rui can get that connection from Gonzaga going and look out. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It, it Seriously. would be something. Uh, Davis Bertans out for a oh little bit God. longer. Uh, <laughs> not that he's been, you know, not that he got going here in the early he can, season. He can stay out. I agree with Mama Storrs. <laughs> Uh, I think Kispert needs some more playing time. I think that right now, I think that they're just kind of easing him in. Mm-hmm. And I think his role really is just going to be that kind of catch and shoot three point guy uh, yeah. for, for the bid. Um, mm-hmm. Denny, you're right. I think that he's kind of impressive, but we talked about that last season at the end of last season, he wasn't being used right by Scott Brooks. He was not. And I think that his role right now, now it is a little bit scary that when Harold and, um gafford are out that he's the mm-hmm. next tallest on the <laughs> yeah, roster yeah. right right so yeah. that's, that's a little bit Guzma. scary yeah you know that's a little bit scary but he he's really been you know i won't say impressive but 
he has been good for where you pick you know picked him up right he's the middle of the draft first round of the draft those guys you know very hit and miss and yeah. you know he's he's really being a good role player and that's what you want yeah and, and also and, i always you, do that I mean, to you Stoner. you go <laughs> ahead this time all right you so but you you also love the chemistry oh that obviously you were going to say the same thing? Yeah, the yeah, chemistry, gonna, especially with Beal and Harrell, they obviously are say, getting along. Their, their post-game press conferences yeah. are golden. And yeah, it's been so, a long time since we've seen Bradley Beal genuinely smile out of happiness. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you know, I mean, winning winning does that, right? I know, winning but it's crazy because like, he had John Wall right there on his hip, and mm-hmm. it really wasn't chemistry like this. Then he had Russell Westbrook, kind of not the same. Then he has a big man. Harold yeah. comes in and now they're just like best buzz and it's yeah. it's just good to see their happy. their conferences are hilarious <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, love, is, is hilarious. I love watching watching those so it's and, it's and, good and i think that it'll be interesting to see as the season develops i think one of the things that has benefited them is the the league change with how people get to the the free throw line mm-hmm. and so a lot of these superstars had been used to racking up the free throws and that's how they you know someone like harden would score 30 plus points a game they're not getting that anymore now you still have uh people like trey young who has been scoring at a a, still an impressive clip so his game hasn't been affected as much well they gotta they're they're adjusting too because that first wizards game against atlanta he was trying all those those moves if you will that he was doing last year and they were he wasn't getting the calls so what did he do this past game the second time they played he was driving he was getting in the lane and he wasn't worried about the contact he wasn't trying to pump fake and then jump into a guy which they he did all the time last year so now he's like well that's not gonna work right so i gotta adjust so now i'm just gonna drive into the lane if they lay off i'm gonna do my little push shot if they don't i'm gonna lob it to capella Either way, the defense almost has no shot. And so guys got to adjust. Lillard's yeah. got to adjust. Damian Lillard's yes. got to adjust. Harden's got to adjust. All these superstars that aren't scoring as as well as they used yeah. to. Uh, uh, the, uh, sorry, a report came out saying that the ball is different. It's it's the, not by so it's a new it's ball. This year. It's a new ball. Yeah, it's a brand new ball. Yeah, because you heard Zach Levine mention that going from the Euros to NBA, like in the Olympics, it's a different size it's ball. It's a different and international ball. Is different. They're yeah. bringing the kind of the international game rules in play to the NBA with the new rule yeah. and the and the ball size too. So it's the the best part of it. The best part of all of it is is it is enjoyable. Yeah, to watch a Wizards game. Yeah, and the word that we use probably every show and that you hear it everywhere and all the time in all sports we have hope for this wizards team and that's really all you can ask for we have hope that they can that's a dangerous four-letter word right there it is (laughs) did you see how happy he was bradley beale he's they went one and oh you remember that he was like (laughs) i've never i've never got a first win before like my you know harold was like a hot minute it had been a hot hot minute so it's good for that and i like uh and i like kuzma yeah kuzma is averaging like 12 gets, rebounds a game. Yeah, he gets to play his from? game. He, he's yeah. always had that, but it was overshadowed in LA with LeBron and 
AD and he was a, more of a role player. He was trying to be a star, but he couldn't do that with all those other stars there. So now he has a chance to be a star in DC and really showcase what he's capable of doing. Yeah. Go it's, Kuzma. It's fun. It's fun. It's I'm, it is I'm fun. Enjoying Hopefully it. they'll continue winning and we'll get to continue having hope and, and smiling. <laughs> unlike <laughs> with the Washington football team, which we will be talking about oh, with uh, John Paul flame, who will be talking yeah. about his book. Coming up here on The Game. I want to welcome to the stream here, John Paul Flame. And his, his, uh, his title there, stillbarking.com. That's where you can find his book. What's up, fellas? How you doing, uh, JP? Still barking. I'm doing good, man. You guys got some nice backgrounds. I appreciate that. <laughs> we appreciate that. Homemade. I had to go into my son's room because he has some nice posters. Although, as you can see, he has Russell Westbrook. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, that's kind of outdated now. <laughs> he's got Aaron Donald. Russell Brody. So some oh, he's got Justin knows. Jefferson. Oh, okay. Justin Jefferson. A little gritty action back there. Nice. No. Yeah. Uh, see, you guys are very dedicated to the home teams. But my 14-year-old son, he's one of these modern kids that he plays his fantasy doesn't really yeah. have a favorite team. He just likes guys. Yeah. There you go. All the players, not necessarily the teams. That might give them a little That's less smart. headache. Yeah. Because uh, then they don't have people like Dan Snyder ruining the, the their, their fandom. <laughs> oh, here, we're going to move this around here. Too. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to put you that on is. the big screen here, John it. Paul. There you go. Um, All right. Let's, let's first talk about the your book here that's uh, still barking, Friendship, Brotherhood, and 25 Years of the Sports Junkies. We want to talk to, to you about that, this book that's coming out. 25 years in the making. You guys, a bunch of friends, started up a, a radio show, and and here you are now, a, a, an accomplished author, we'll say. I don't know if I'm an accomplished author, but I'm going to hustle this book because I've spent far <laughs> too much time on this thing. By the way, you guys could have told me. I'm super bright over here. Let me try and figure You do yeah, got a little, you know, we don't like to, to, to critique yeah. Uh, people go. when they come on the show yeah perfect it's not a matter of critiquing man i'm on your show you guys gotta <laughs> say hey step up anyway um yeah so last year uh i kind of came up with this idea because i knew we were approaching our 25th anniversary and i'm proud of the show i'm proud of our story and there are some things that are truly unique about our show yes we've been doing a radio show for 25 years but Three of us, me, EB, and Cakes, have known each other since we're three years old. We went to the same nursery school. We went to the same kindergarten. We went to the same birthday parties, played on the same sports teams. And then I've known Jason Lurch since high school. He played basketball at DeMatha. EB, Eric went to DeMatha. My brother went to DeMatha. So we had a lot of common friends. And, you know, years after high school, we kind of went our separate ways in college, although EB and I lived together in college. We start kind of getting into our careers. And then EB came over to my house one night. I still remember. He was like, hey, you ever want to start a cable access TV show? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You guys have started this thing. It was kind of the yeah. same thing. It was, it was like, why not? And sure enough, that night, Cakes was getting married that year, which is 1995. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to save money, living at home with his parents. I was home for the summer from law school at my parents. We were all a bunch of losers still over at our parents. Yeah. And we called Cakes and he came up and we shot this little thing for like 
two minutes in my bedroom. And we're like, we could do this. Called Bowie City Hall, found a time slot. And here is the real story on why Lurch is part of the show. So the three of us, we're going to do this show, just like it's three of you right now. Mm-hmm. And on the night that we were going to do the, our very first show, Cakes had to work a double at Toys R Us. <laughs> right. So then Evie and I said, we look at each other and we're like, we don't want to just do a two-man show, you yeah. know. And mm-hmm. so it was like, who do we know? Who else is a loser that's around <laughs> three tonight? And that was Jason Bishop. And then we did the first show, and he was the best by far. And I was like, well, we can't fire him from a free show. We can't <laughs> right? a free show. Yeah. And he was the best. And uh, so then he became part of the show. And then then John eventually, you know, got off Toys R Us, and we started doing that show. <laughs> and so the, so the book is really about our friendship because that existed long before the show. And then how the show happened from that cable access show to where we are now 25 years later. That was a long description. I need to tighten that up. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> well, this, we'll be your uh, we'll be your practice, and then as yeah. you keep yeah. going on other shows, you can uh, tighten. It's a great it. story, and and, 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 it is and, a great and story. Lurch is actually the one that Stoner hasn't uh, collected yet. He's he's our he's our our P one. He we've had uh, E B and we've had cakes on, and now now we got you J P. So he, he I told him I told him it's not going to happen. <laughs> Lurch is going to be a tough out. one. Yeah, he's not coming up. He doesn't do these things. You know, if you've got like a country club membership and can get him like on, <laughs> right. you got to have some value. You know, gotcha. <laughs> right. So J P, talk about writing the book over the past year that you've been doing it and what it's taken to actually get to this point where you're going to actually publish the book. Well, so I came up with this idea. I actually went through my emails and I remember I have a buddy, I'll give him a little shout out here, Tom Doyle. And I had the, like I said, 25th anniversary was coming up and I actually wrote two paragraphs. That's it. Two paragraphs. And I sent it to him. It was actually the close. So Hmm. I never practiced law. But lawyers are supposed to write their closing argument first. Hmm. So I wrote the closing of the book, which was just two paragraphs. And I sent it to him to say, is this worthy of a book? And he really liked it. Because again, the book's really, the overarching theme is brotherhood and friendship. I mean, in the book, you're going to get the ups and downs in radio. You're going to get behind the scenes. You're going to get the outrageous stuff. You're going to get the fun stuff. It's all in there. But in the end, always say this. The show eventually is going to go away. We might even get fired one day. But the Mm. friendship, the brotherhood, that's still going to exist. Mm. Very nice. So, JP, out of the book that's about to come out, what's one of the best memories that you can share that's in the book that'll... There's a million, man, but uh, I should just say... What about your favorite? What are your favorites? (laughs) Open it up. Let's see the. He can't do that. Do you have a favorite one that you enjoyed writing about in there that you Um, to get off your chest? I don't want to give away. I know you don't. That that didn't make away the juicy stuff because there's some stuff in here that we've alluded to over the years, but have never actually have never actually said it. So we've had different eras of our career, right? We started on the weekends on WJFK. We moved to nights. We did nights for five years. For three years within those nights, we were syndicated coast to coast. And a lot of people remember this. We then bounced to WHFS. Mm-hmm. WHFS was a morning show. Kind of that little period of time between 
Knights on WJFK to HFS. There's definitely some juicy material there. There you go. That's all <laughs> I want to hear. on HFS. <laughs> and I'll just say HFS for all of us, I think, would probably say it was a really fun time because we were 32, 33 years old, yeah. started to make more money, which is always good. We were going to concerts. You know, we got to meet uh, in that period of time, like the first time, and we struck a friendship. Probably my favorite memory really is meeting Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken, I had three posters in my room as a kid. Cal Ripken was one of them. It was like, that guy's sitting down in the studio with us. And then we struck a friendship with him. I wish I was good enough in hoops to play over at his house. But Lurch yeah. actually played at Cal's Lurch, house yeah. twice. That's cool. Wow. Which was cool. That's and then cool. Cal, over the years, has remained kind of friendly with us. He contributed a great testimonial to the book. Um, Very nice. Boom. It's right here. I don't know whether he wrote this. I'll be honest. It might have been one of his guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I know he gave, I know he approved it. Yeah, um, yeah. Is it right it's, on the uh, back? Sports junkie story still barking. Is a great read about four childhood friends who beat the odds by creating a show that stood the test of time, along with their lifelong friendship. Their streak of success is remarkable. Like to have a guy oh, who was on yeah. my wall contribute that to my book is is fantastic. Pretty awesome. And so that is pretty awesome. It's hard when you say find one story. Like I say, right. there's some. Where I know people are gonna go like, oh my god, I can't believe that it's in the book. Yeah. But personally, like during that period of time, we met Cal. This was just 15 minutes, but we had Magic Johnson in studio, and that one always stands out for <laughs> all of us because mm -hmm. we're Magic fans, and he's just one of those guys. Over the years, we've met two or three people, or been around two or three people that they just have like a charisma mm -hmm. that you just feel it. You know, we we went to a, a Super Bowl one year. And we had we never actually have been to a game, but we used to go and do Radio Row, or we would host shows from a player's party. Well, because we're squeakers, you know this, we have squeakers court, right? Before <laughs> our flight left on a Saturday night, we went to the media headquarters to get free food. Shocker. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> Why not? And Muhammad Ali walks in. Holy it happened smokes. to be a Mike Tyson fight can't remember who he fought then he fought some bums it was like during one of his comebacks mm -hmm. um and just seeing him sit down and then like the procession of people around him and so those experiences are pretty amazing and it's not that i interacted with muhammad ali i didn't what's kind of funny right. is cakes actually got in a line and took a picture with muhammad ali which was cool but the rest of us were kind of Shy. I don't know if I can say the, the P word on your show. We were nervous. And so I know I have a picture of Jason where he's like behind the couch where Muhammad Ali's sitting. And he's kind of fucking <laughs> mean. Um, you know, there's some people that are just like that, like that, that mm -hmm. just carry that presence. Again, another one during the HFS years, we got to meet Jay-Z. And Jay-Z is another one, man, where it's just like the, the you know, That's during those crazy. years, we met a lot of rock stars because it was a rock station, which mm -hmm. was cool. We moved to this rock station. We're doing mornings. We're, we're going to the HF Festival and the Nutcracker, and you're seeing all these bands. But there are just some guys that just, like, stand above. You know, um, in the book, I mentioned the first one that we ever went to was the HFS was Nutcracker in 2003. And Coldplay was one of the bands. And they weren't as big as they are now. But there were other like really popular bands at the time. But yeah. then when you see a band like that, it's and I might not even be a particularly a huge fan of theirs, 
but you can just tell like they're they're just different levels. They're rock stars, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's something that's not on the same level, but uh there was one time where I was in Baltimore and I was going to um it was a Max Major show in Baltimore. Okay. So I was going to like the late show, the yeah. night like the, say the 9:30 show or whatever. And <laughs> as I'm going in, it's me and my wife and another couple and as we're going in JP and his buddy are going out because they had gone to the <laughs> to the early show. And I was like, you know, I was like that. And I go inside and my wife was like, well, why didn't you just go say hi? And I was like, it's the same thing. I was like, oh, I can't say hi to JP. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, that's JP. Me? That's JP from the junkies. I, can't. I always yeah. welcome people. Always say hello. And believe me, I'm on. I don't know what level you think I'm on. It's low. <laughs> it's, it's way below. But I think I went to that show. You know that show? It, I, I love Max Major. And he, mm. You know, just mind-boggling stuff when you go to see him do his magic. But um, that I did go to the early show, and he got me tickets, but it was already sold out. So, like, we were standing for half the show. Oh, really? My wife, myself, and my 14-year-old, who was probably 12 at the time. Yeah. yeah. That's, wow, that's cool. Well, All you've right, been JP. doing this for, oh, for 25 years. What is it that makes you keep doing it are we going to see the junkies on 25 years from now 25 years from now i would probably not put all my chips in the middle of the table i would be willing to do it i mean there's there's a lot of answers and a lot of levels to that why uh we got to make money Mm -hmm. (laughs) true i've got a daughter at nyu oh yeah Um, i never made a million dollars it's not like i'm like we've done well in our careers but I live in a very middle-class neighborhood. It's not like something outrageous. So that is the number one reason. And I think number two, going back to that first story, that first time that we did a show together, let's say all four of us on BCTV, it really, it was almost like it was our calling. You know, it was like, hey, we can do this. I worked for a mortgage company. It was my first job. I went to law school. Okay. Right. You already heard Cakes was working at Toys R Us. Yeah. Right? That wasn't his dream. And I was like, <laughs> wait a second. I can hang out with my boys and talk about this. And once we started, we wanted to see what we could make of it. And then we got a shot on the weekends and you wanted to see, well, what, what could you make of it? And we found something that we really like to do with our buddies. So, and it's not exactly hard work. We're not digging ditches. Right. You know? So I don't know the answer of how many years, but I got to get my kids through college. And by the way, I have a four and a half year old. So that puts me on about 13 and a half years. <laughs> yep. Very well, nice. four years of school at least. So that puts you yeah. on probably, you know, 17 or 18 years. <laughs> so JP, this is kind of a segue into the next thing we want to talk about. I just want to say, I really appreciate you and the boys clowning Riverboat Ron about John Bates's last name. That, <laughs> that was, was great. Hilarious. Great stuff. <laughs> Can you kind of like... I don't know, describe that or like, I don't know. Well, we caught it one time. So the tight end's name is John Bates. John, yes. And we heard him say Bateman, but you kind of want to give him a pass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. it was a mistake. And then he said it again. And I think what happens is, look, we're not in the locker room. And I know things are different now, but we're not asking questions during press conferences. And I think what happens is those reporters, they're all fantastic but they usually get like one question and then it's going to go to somebody else. Maybe they get a follow-up. So they're not going to waste their time on something like that. And I do think there is an intimidation factor. Hmm. And I think with the four of us, we're going to let it fly a little bit more. That's kind of what we've always done. And it's fun by the way. Yeah. 
Maybe it yeah. was you're a little nervous maybe to ask him, but he ended up having fun. He brought it up like a week <laughs> or two later, which yeah, was good because we know the product on the field, not fun. So if you can <laughs> yeah, find right. a little fun. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. You're going to do it. So, so, you know, it's always good to kind of get personal with those coaches mm-hmm. because they're generally, like I said, when they're doing that job and they're having to get on the podium and answer questions, people are going to ask. Oh, what's the status of Montez Sweat's injury? What's going on with yeah. this, Matt, and the other? So that's kind of a fun new. thing, and and, that was and fun. you know what? He revealed that kind of what we knew. He just doesn't really memorize the guys' names. He knows their <laughs> right. numbers, right? Yeah, you know, I'm sure he knows Terry McLaurin's name. Yeah, he knows <laughs> the superstars. Bateman Bates. What's the difference? If the guy's not going to correct him, and I relate to that. I always tell the story. So Cakes and I went to the same high school together. So there was kind of a demarcation in our neighborhood, right? So we all went to the same elementary school, E.B. Cakes and I. And then when we get to high school, uh, Cakes and I went to Eleanor Roosevelt, which was magnet school. Eric went to, E.B. went to DeMatha, which is where I met. Um, but at Roosevelt, I took this one geography class. I think it was in ninth grade. And so my name is John hyphen Paul, one name. Mm-hmm. There were two other Johns in the class. And I had a teacher that would try and call me John. And she would literally stand over me. I would not answer. She'd go, John, John, John Paul. And then I'd say, okay, the capital of Iowa is Des Moines. Yeah. I might be wrong. Yeah. By the way. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. no, you nailed it. But the yeah. point is, and Rivera said this, right? If you don't state claim to your name, hmm. then mm-hmm. you don't take ownership in it. So he calls the guy Bateman and John Bates doesn't correct him. Well, now he's Bateman. Yeah. How many yeah. times do you yeah. think, you know, plus that's a guy who's trying to make the league, even if he was drafted, probably yeah, nervous, sure. established head coach. Mm-hmm. But you got to stay claim to your name. Like if I start calling you <laughs> Troy instead of Trev, yeah. you just keep letting me call it. Uh, that's JP. Well, then you're Troy. You just <laughs> own your name. Correct. Exactly. Very nice. Uh, signed it over. So that so that brings me to the segue what we're gonna talk about. What are we gonna do as a Washington Washington football team for the second half of the season, JP? You lose a lot of games. Oh, it's gonna be a lot that. like the first half. Yeah. I mean, well, why would you expect anything different? Right? So they're gonna come out of the bye. First of all, they're gonna play Tampa. That's yeah. not gonna be pretty. They still have Dallas on schedule twice, and I'm sure you hate to hear it, but Dallas is one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah. So that's three losses right there. Right, so they're okay. at best if, you, if they run the table everywhere else, and maybe they can pull off an upset against Dallas. It's fine, but look, they're going to be an underdog. We all know they don't have the future quarterback, franchise mm-hmm. quarterback. We've been saying that for years and years, but we all know that. We know about the injuries. They were under talented probably to begin with. There was excitement last year, but there were seven and ten if you include the playoff game. Mm-hmm. Seven and ten. Yeah. And by the way, that playoff game that everybody raves about. Heineken, oh, my gosh. They gave up 500 yards. <laughs> yeah. off, which right. is what right. when everybody was getting super fired up about the defense. Yeah. If you really looked at the schedule last year and you really looked at some of the games, like when they played a couple of offenses, that defense was exposed with like quick passes, with uh, rollouts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think anybody thought it were going to be as bad as they are right now. But you asked me about the second half of the season. Do yeah, you dog. see it differently? Nah, no. not really. <laughs> if we're being honest, no, no of course nah, not. Really. It's, it's not, not at all. 
Yeah. I, I still think there's winnable games, but sure. after this Denver game, which was a winnable game oh that they just completely like Denver's trying to give them the game and they just refuse to take it. I just I'm with you on that one, John. How Paul, do you see just, how do you see Coach Rivera kind of like his personality? Does the Blewett thing speak to you on his personality? Ooh. Man, I, that's I, a so your that, your Ron segment that you have every Tuesday, right? It's every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The yeah. uh, it's one of the most talked about and listened to segments because everyone loves to hear Coach speak. Because then, like the next day, something changes, right? Like one day right. they're going to be practicing. Oh wait, never mind. They're not going to be practicing. We're not bringing in a kicker. Who knows? Next week might have a kicker. He's sticking with Heineke right now, which is mm-hmm. some. There's still people part of the Heineke hive that I, I just don't understand it, but <laughs> they, you know, that are sticking with him. But it's it's interesting. I think that he he's definitely one of the he's sticking with his players that he knows, and he did this last year as well. Like he he was reluctant to swap out players. Mm-hmm. even when they were having bad games. And I think that we're seeing that again this this year. And I think that might be a part of that rebuilding process that he's talking about. But, you know, we'll see it, as, as it, the season continues. It seems like he's getting to the point now where he's uh, where he's he's feeling with the fan base, whatever the fan base he's, he's getting the um, the temperature or whatever of the fan base. And then he's making those decisions because there's just a lot of the decisions are different from what he was just saying like you like nathan was just talking about and or just from the last year we're not going for the playoffs now we're going for the playoffs last year and this year we're not messing with the kicker now we're messing with the kicker and it just seems like he he's getting the temperature of the fans and then making decisions which stood by dustin hopkins until he didn't (laughs) so yeah the messaging you nailed us under the messaging changed last year and it's changed this year on this on our show. I think it was week four or five. Can't remember, but remember he said you almost want to wish that mm-hmm. expectations yes. were so high. Yes. Well, he's part of the reason expectations were high. <laughs> right. He's changing his Thank tune you. once they start losing. But at the beginning of the season, I'm sorry, they were trying to go for the playoffs again. They wouldn't for have brought sure. in Ryan Fitzpatrick otherwise. So they thought they had a team that was on the precipice of taking another step. That's why you bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. And they start losing a couple games. Well, he wants you to feel sorry for him because, oh, this is rebuilding. Well, mm-hmm. if you rewind to when he took over, I would buy that. If you said, well, by year three, we're going to take off, right? Mm-hmm. But he's changed that messaging, like you said. And what I felt about the Blewett deal, though, he's been so bad with the blocked kicks. Now it feels like he's just being stubborn, right? Yeah. So now he's, he's dug in. Like, yeah. Okay, I agree. Maybe he did respond to the fans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not just the fans, the journalists who kept asking him every week during the press conferences. And it's not like anybody could have been blown away by Hopkins' performance. Impossible, because he was shaky. Right. So he just said, F it. All right, let's bring in a new kicker. <laughs> well, the guy's been so bad, it's almost impossible to, to, to fathom that he would bring him back, right? Like, imagine yeah. if he has another kick block. The odds yep. are, are really against it. I don't think I've ever seen a kicker have three kicks blocked in the span of two or three weeks. Imagine <laughs> if there's another one. Yeah, like, I know. He's dug into that point now. Where everybody's gonna be like, "What are you doing? 
Yeah. Can't even get it above the helmets of his own players is, is a problem. Well, my guys, a the guys a problem. On the show, this might have been an off air discussion, but I I was like, when they do these tryouts, do they at least you could bring in like a wall, you know, like imagine Yeah. Uh, yeah, you talked with Ron. Like on a pitching net, about, right? And, yes, and, yes. Yes. Some of the practice right. they have, but they're have not going all out or something. Like, yeah. see it. Yeah. You just kick into like an empty goalpost? Yeah, and they think. Well, it's you have good. to think they're doing that in, at least in the tryouts. Maybe not in practice. Practice they'll have know. linemen and all, but in the tryouts, I don't think they do it that much. Yeah, yeah. that's so, what I'm saying. I don't think they do it at all. Yeah, in the, two in the two times a week is what I think Ron said. So, the, yeah. my man Trev, you're committed, by the way, with a lot of memorabilia from over the years. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, right? I am. Yeah. <laughs> you're not beaten down yet. Nah, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm beaten down. I'm beaten down, but he's beaten down on Mondays. Talk yeah. to him on mo- Sunday nights and Mondays. He's, yeah, man, he's I'm had just, enough. Like you going all in. You painted the room burgundy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. All right, so let me give you a little story. Uh, this is not no. in the book. Still barking. There's a plug. It's not in the book. But when I, I got divorced, um, I got separated in like 2009. Got divorced the next year, right? Mm-hmm. And like two years later. Uh, my wife now, we moved in together in this townhouse and she, uh, she says, you should really do something special for your daughter. And it sounded good. And this was just a rental. It was a townhouse that we were renting. And, and my daughter was a huge Washington Redskins fan at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is kind of the, the, the era of RG3, his okay. rookie season. She actually, we went to training camp kind of through the station. I have this picture of her shaking RG3's hand. It's like, all oh, cool. So anyway, my wife goes, you really need to do something special, make your daughter feel special. And so I painted her bedroom burgundy like that and gold. So it was like two walls burgundy, two walls gold. And it was um, kind of a high ceiling on one side. Wasn't the best work, I'll be honest. <laughs> when I got to the top, I probably should have taped better. But anyway, we lived there for four years, and then we bought a, a townhouse. We moved out of the rental, bought a townhouse, and that burgundy, it wasn't coming off the wall. No, and I just said, so you know what? Screw it. I'm going to eat that damn security deposit because that stuff <laughs> is deep. Like, you probably got to use, if you want to remove it and go back to white, a lot of primer. A lot of primer. And it's just, I just decided juice wasn't worth the squeeze, so I don't know yeah, what happens just- to the next people who moved in they yeah. probably have burgundy and gold yeah <laughs> and and the le- the uh owner kept your security deposit yeah and didn't even right. bother using it to to repaint or anything probably so probably right <laughs> so john paul another football team question is taylor heineke taylor heineke going to be on the team next year at any capacity starting backup third string well definitely not starting that would be a disaster right yeah yeah I know, but you never know. I mean, could he start some games? Yes. I, I think I think that it's probably 50-50 that he could come back as a backup. We still know what they're going to do, right? I think that they are probably going to draft somebody. Okay. I think that Ron likes Kyle Allen, although, you know, he's not using him now, but he likes him from the past. He's familiar with him. Scott mm-hmm. Turner is familiar with him. Traded a fifth-round um, pick for him. But, yep. Right. You're right. They traded a fifth round pick. Although that shouldn't matter at this point. You want to play the best guys, right? Yeah. But I think I think that they are comfortable with those guys, Heineke and Allen being backups. So it depends what's gonna happen at your number one guy. Like let's say somehow 
they trade for an upper level quarterback. Like it was rumored that they were trying to get Matthew Stafford this past mm-hmm. offseason. Obviously, right. So let's, let's say somebody like a Matthew Stafford. Okay. Well, then those guys are fine as backups, right? If mm-hmm. you draft somebody, I don't know, maybe you want a better backup, or you're just, you know, you, especially depending on who you're drafting, when you're drafting them, what you believe in terms of them being ready, then you might need somebody to start a little while. So right. I'm not saying Ryan Fitzpatrick's coming back, but then you might want a, a more veteran quarterback who's proven that it's eventually mm-hmm. going to, the baton's going to be passed to the rookie. I don't but you, my guess is as good as yours. Your guess is as good as mine. That's right. That's well, good. You, you're you're an NBA guy, also. We were talking about the mm-hmm. Wizards before you came on, and and their surprising start, and mm-hmm. their their chemistry, their better defense, all of that good stuff. Are you a believer? It's only seven games in. No. Are you a believer in the? Oh Wizards? wow, that was a strict answer. Quick, no. fast. It might just be no. stubborn. <laughs> Why? See, Why are you saying that? No. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he had plenty of flaws, I was kind of a Westbrook guy. <laughs> yeah. So why are you saying and, no so and fast? The reason right why, now? look, all the things you say, Stoner, are correct. They're deeper. They have better chemistry. But it's generally a star-driven league. Mm-hmm. And usually, you take your best five guys. They got their best five guys. Who are the best players? That team's going to win. It's not usually about the depth. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, the Bucs won last year. Is it because they were deep or is it because they have yeah. Giannis, who's one of the best players in the game, if not deep, sure. right? Yeah. And Agreed. so that's yeah. usually what it comes down to. And I have been impressed. Like Kyle Kuzma is rebounding a ton. I always knew Montrez Harrell was really good. He just kind of had a bad year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm impressed by that. At the same time, we'll see. It's a long season, 82 <laughs> games. I'd love to be proven wrong. I think the yeah. over-under before the season was like right around 33, if I'm right. Yeah, it was 33 games. 33 yeah. and a half, And yeah. I think that was about what I expected. Like, I just – I know they had a losing record last year, mm-hmm. and maybe I was blinded by the second half of the season. But that second half of the season, they were kind of rolling, right? Westbrook was playing great. Beal was playing great. I thought that team – it was a bad matchup against the 76ers in the playoffs. But I liked that team. And when they got rid of the second best player on the team, I thought they were going to take a step down. So I might, I might be digging in like Ron. Maybe I should open my eyes and go, yeah, they're going to be better. But I'm digging into like my old opinion. Very nice. If I'm wrong, it's the first time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that in the book? That should be the cover of the book. If I'm wrong, it's gonna, the first it's time. The first time, yeah. yeah. Well, now, we appreciate you. It could be the sequel. Cakes. Yeah, yeah, that too, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you jumping on here yes. with us. We want to pitch the, the book dope. again. It is called Still Barking, oh, Friendship, Brotherhood, I, I, you know 25 Years of Sports gonna, Junkies. Um, I should have fixed the lighting. I'm so stupid. I don't even know how to work this. Boom. That's all right. We'll I bring am proud it of the, uh, the forward is by we'll Mark Bears. I was talking about. Okay. Oh, you're putting it up. That's you look, go. you guys are big time. <laughs> Who did that? Somebody moved the mouse. Better. Stoner, stoner. Yeah, well, we all, yeah, we all work on this Great together. Job, we're like you, we're a team. Yeah, um, yeah. Mark Roberts did the um, forward, and he's the lead singer of OAR. And I was talking about those HFS oh. years, and uh, I, I, I like to contrast OAR with, and we've mentioned this on the show sometimes. We had this one guy; he was the lead singer of a band called Yellow Card. I have no idea if they yep. still exist. They were I know that, popular yeah. at the time. This is two thousand three, two thousand four. And 
when he came on the show, he just was kind of very diva-ish. Didn't want to sing. They had a hit. And our opinion as a show is, well, we're kind of doing you a favor to kind of uplift your product. Much like you're actually helping me pimp stillbarking.com. I'm appreciative <laughs> of that, right? Yeah. And he was kind of the opposite of that and didn't want to sing. And it's like he just didn't want to be there. Meanwhile, boys from OAR came in and they couldn't have been more friendly and appreciative. And we ended up building this relationship with them over the years. And we have a lot in common with them. They were four guys from Rockville who started playing music together, chased that dream, went to Ohio State together, built up that band, and then they you know, blew up. And we've kind of had a common bond with them ever since. And Mark in particular, all the guys are great, but Mark, when we did our Table Manners TV show, he came on that. They hosted a, for our 20th anniversary, they did a concert, charity concert kind of with us. I mean, we didn't do anything. We just kind of showed up. They did the concert. <laughs> Somehow our name was attached to it. There you go. Our listeners came. <laughs> um, I'm not exactly sure how we're involved, but, yeah. but Mark has uh, been great. And uh, this is kind of inside baseball in the book. So I interviewed about 40 people for the book, ranging from the person who discovered us on the radio to Mike O'Mara to the guys you hear on the show, to people behind the scenes. And I actually, after a while, I found I was like interviewing too many people and not writing enough. I was like, I gotta just start writing this. <laughs> I had an outline, right. like, I gotta write this. And so I started just sending emails to people and I sent this email to Mark and I just, the email was simple. It was like, hey, I'm writing this book. What do you remember about the first time you came and did the show? And he sent me like three or four paragraphs and it was like really good. And I showed it to the guy who I hired to be my editor. And I should probably give him a shout out. Dennis Tuttle, if you're thinking about writing a book, has a company called Five Editorial. Okay, and five so editorial. I had my rough draft and he's the one who's helped me get it to the finish line. Anyway, I showed him and I said, I think this could be the forward. And he loved it. And so it was kind of awkward because now I'm going back to a rock star who's got a busy life, who's touring and stuff. I was like, Hey, could you beef up the forward a little bit? Maybe add a little bit. But he did. Like, that's how cool yeah. of a guy he is. And um, it's a really good forward. Like I said, we have a lot in common. They obviously are talented musicians, and we are just hacks on the radio. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's it goes back to what I said the book is really about, which is brotherhood and friendship. Um, and that's really what our show is about, which it appears that you guys have some sort of a connection. We started mm -hmm. just having fun together, you know, so keep having fun together. And I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. Of course. Absolutely. Paul. We yes, appreciate sir. you, JP. This is John yes. Paul Flame. You can pre-order his book at stillbarking.com. When we come back, we'll be talking about the Caps, <laughs> the Nationals, and DC United and the Spirit when we come back. Thank you again, JP. Thanks, Thank JP. Very much appreciate you. Always. Excellent segment there. Oh, I get the big Yo, screen. Yo, you get the big uh, screen. <laughs> excellent Love segment it. there with John Paul from that the was Junkies. Awesome. Uh, awesome, I know, awesome, I know Stoner awesome. is really happy because now he has like three a kid at Christmas. Look at him. Junkies. Look at him. We got to find a way to get Lurch on. Uh, we'll see if that happens. We'll ask text... Santa Claus for that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask. I'll ask. Uh, I'll text him tomorrow and I'll ask him if he can do me that for a Christmas present. There you go.
Yeah. Said, do what, what did JP say? We need like a country club. Uh, yeah, you need something to give him. We got to give him something. He's got to have incentive. He won't just do it just to do it. Yeah. All, All right. right. We'll, we'll think of something. We'll have him on for the show <laughs> eventually. Let's go ahead and talk again about sports here. We got about eight minutes or so before our hour mark, which we like to keep it at. Uh, before we get into the Capitals, I just want to bring up DC United is uh-huh. uh, struggling to make the playoffs. They had the number seven seed. Uh, and right now it's looking like they will end up being out of the playoffs as they Oof. still have a game to play this weekend, but they're three uh, points back of the New York Red Bulls who are currently drawing their game, which puts them at 47 points and they have a plus six differential. So it's looking like DC United is going to miss the playoffs had a uh, bad game this last weekend against Columbus where they lost 3-1, and that was really the nail in the coffin. Unfortunate season there for our D.C. United. However, the season for our spirit is going pretty well because it's the season's over and they're in the playoffs. Let's go! So they are the number three seed. They're going up against the number six seed, 100%. North Carolina Courage. Okay. And so if they win that game, they'll go up against O.L. Reign. You can catch that game on Paramount Plus, their quarterfinals game on Paramount Plus this Sunday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. So good luck to the We just need to bring ladies. back Wayne Rooney and bring Kari Lord out of retirement. She can come play for the Washington Spirit. Yeah. Megan Rapinoe. We can bring an all-star squad. Yeah. What the heck? Why not, right? Why not? It's just, just made yeah, yeah. Bring back, Bring back all the big hits. Uh, speaking of big hits that will not be back next year. We have FP and Santangelo. Santangelo. I was going to yeah, butcher FP that Sant'Angelo. name. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you reached out for name. help on that one. Yeah, I knew. I, was, been, I know. Uh... I know how to say it. And I just, as soon as I looked at it, I was just like, I'm about to butcher this man's name, even though I've heard it, you know, said a million times. Yeah, I, I right, called him right. Santa. Did you see the, you see the look he gave? He was yeah. like, <laughs> he was like. He was he was like, help me out here, guys. Help right. me out. Here. He's, say the name. he's not coming back as color commentator. Yeah. No, he's not. That's Why? kind of a big deal. What I mean, it's kind of he's been here for I think 10 years. Him and Bob wow. Carpenter have been the team on Masson television for at least 10 years. Yeah. He wasn't around for part of the season this past season, had some legal issues, I guess, and maybe the team or Masson, whoever decides that. I don't know who decides that. Just decided that it probably wasn't worth the trouble anymore, and so we're gonna have a new color commentator. And FP wow. is is a an excellent color commentator, I believe, because he points out things that people don't notice, mm-hmm. probably don't even care about half the time, but just little things like right. way guys react in the dugout to something that's happening, or maybe an umpire who makes some sort of gesture that nobody pays attention to, and he points it out, and everyone's like. Oh yeah, oh. that's that's brilliant. I, I never I never knew that or never saw that or whatever. So I I'm gonna miss FP Santangelo. I it de- but it depends on who they get to replace him. This is not uh, a really a personal knock. I don't think Bob Carpenter is is that he is a pro's pro. He is fantastic at what he does, but he just doesn't do anything for you. He's just <laughs> you know what I mean. He's good, but he but FP I thought was great. He doesn't have that spark. Yeah, he doesn't. And you know, but. But God bless him. He's he's a professional and he doesn't make mistakes and he's 
He's very, so he's, po- you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's the really Alex good. Smith, Alex Smith of commentary. He's the Alex Smith of <laughs> broadcasting. That's a great He's a pro's man. pro, he's but he's he, ain't, pro. he ain't exciting at all. So we'll that's, see who they bring in, but that's yeah, he's fun. gone. All right. Well, let's, let's move it on to the Capitals. Oh, go Caps, go. Capitals, strong start the season. They did finally lose a game, not in overtime this past oh. week. Yep. Yeah, regular season. Uh, any, but who any, did they play, though? They were the better teams. Well, yeah. they played the two-time defending champions yeah. in Standard their place cup. and only lost by one. So okay, not terrible. And even no. I think the coach, I think the coach was like, I thought we played extremely well. I mean, he he's a coach that will say, I thought we stunk when they stink. And he said, I thought they played or we played pretty well. Uh, we were just up against a heck of a heck of a team, and they're how still many, they're down two of their best players too. So how many games are there in the NHL season? I honestly don't know that. Exact same as the NBA, eighty-two. Eighty-two. 82. Okay, 41 at so home, forty-one on the road. Yep. Since we I asked this about the Wizards, if the playoffs were next next week, current stat, current roster, current standings, mm-hmm. where are the Capitals? Current injuries too. Yeah, current injuries. That's rough. The, the injuries, That's injuries are a rough part about this because uh, they are down a few key players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ovi, player of the month. So, I mean, there's, yeah. there's that. Okay. Still got uh, Ovi. Still got strong. But still got Ovi. I, I, I do think I, I think this team probably with the injuries that they have now would lose a long series in the second round. I think they can win that yeah. the first round. I think this, the second round, a long series, might be too much just because of the injuries that they have right, right now. Right. Yeah. We're just basing off the things right now. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Cool. Okay. Yep. I, well, I agree. I agree. They've got two good goalies, two young goalies. Although mm-hmm. they, you know, the old saying, if you got two, you don't have one. So they need to oh, find the one. I didn't and know stick that was with a saying. Well, you know, you got two usually two QBs. If you have two QBs, you don't Uh-oh. have a QB. Or yeah, you don't have it. <laughs> That's right, us. I botched it. I botched, <laughs> botched it a little bit. You yeah, botched it. If you have now. two goalies, you don't have any. Yeah, right. I think it's a little different you. for 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 goalie. Uh, it can't. I, do, I, I think, <laughs> especially in in this day and age for hockey, you know, you do have that stud, but I think it's also moving a little bit like we saw in the World Series, where you're having some you know relievers that are quality and that can pull you away. Congrats, yeah. by the way, to the Atlanta Braves. Love yes. to see the Houston Astros. Yes. Uh, not win one. Amen. Uh, Same here. So that was that was good. Not exactly happy about Atlanta pulling the title home, but right. I'd rather them pull it home than yeah. the Houston Astros. For sure. Uh, just call me Mr. Petty. <laughs> That's fine, Mr. Petty. Mr. Petty. I'm okay with that. I'll be Mr. Petty Jr. or something too. Hey, you guys. Yeah. Um, I've got a dollar dollar during the bye week. All right. Ron Rivera goes to Kyle Allen. By the time Tampa Bay gets here, I don't think so. Oh, you're saying he does? That's yep. my dollar. He's, yep. Yeah. That's, this that's week, his dollar. This week's the buy is going to go happen. The next week he can come out and say, after evaluating, we feel comfortable with moving forward with Kyle Allen as our starting quarterback against Tampa. I wouldn't be shocked. Take me on it. Take um, me on it. But I'd be surprised. I'd Take be surprised. it. Oh, I'm taking the action. For yeah. sure. I, I'm, I'm taking the action as yeah. well. I, I I want that move to happen. I yeah. think they're giving Taylor Heineke one more shot at mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. 
And oh yeah, that's his, that's his best game to date, probably right. the Tampa Bay. And, so. and then they're and then they're gonna then they're gonna move on. We'll see what happens. I got we a do. dollar dollar for you too. Okay, yeah, come on, Nathan, you gotta get one too. Okay, Just I gotta one. think of a bye week dollar dollar. Yeah. yeah, mine is Chris Blewett will not be the kicker for the Tampa game. Okay, they're bringing somebody else in. I don't think they are. hundred percent, okay. they're bringing somebody else in. <laughs> they're not going again with with Blewett. They they uh, can't. No? Come on. There were a lot of kickers long... who were dropped from Ross. Yeah. So that's right. this long with Dustin Hopkins, we're gonna give up this fast and blew it. Yes. Yeah. Well, After Dustin what you Hopkins saw, yeah. three kicks into the into the back of people's heads. Yeah. I well, that's actually my think they're gonna stick it, it with Blewett. I think they're gonna stick it with Blewett. I, so all right, there's one with Blewett too. All right, got both yep. of y'all. All right, okay. cool. All right. all right, Nathan, your turn. Um I'm so excited. Your turn. Say something like Montez Sweat won't play against Tampa. They'll come back with the Steel well, I don't want a Tampa uh, one because we'll have Tampa. This is supposed to be a bye week one. This yeah, is what so this is what, what makes it a little, a little, a little bit more difficult. Well, that's what I mean. Say Cam Newton. Uh, <laughs> we signed Cam. No, Newton I definitely. I I guess that'd be my dollar, but that's a that's you guys aren't going to take me up on that. They're not bringing in another quarterback. During oh, the yeah, no, 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 no. They've already got three on yeah, the roster. Uh-huh. Don't forget about uh, Shermer on the practice. <laughs> Isn't he still in the practice squad? <laughs> I'm saying they've already got three, so they're not bringing anybody else in. <laughs> Logan Thomas should be back. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. I mean, look, we we haven't talked about this, right? There's a possibility what? that for the first time all what? season, uh huh, this entire season, that yeah. you're going to have Logan Thomas, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown, uh, Antonio Gibson, and Heineken. JD McKissick. Like, you're basically going to have your entire um offense. starting offense starting offense skill position Method. guys there you go okay uh right for the, right. Except the for line fits. still beat except up. for fits yeah. right i mean yeah and the line is still beat up but this is the first yes. time they could possibly cosme might be back as well Lu- i don't um, know i think Lucas next week back. ron's gonna be like curtis isn't coming back we're gonna make it week 11 and then yeah. week 11 goes but i'm to just week saying 12. there's a possibility that <laughs> oh, he for can sure have all his weapons that he's supposed now, to have because he has not okay. had them yet. And year. really quick, we get all of them back by Tampa. Do we make it a game? No. Do we pull off the upset or no. do we still get blown out? Still get blown out. Even though our best players are out there, they're still not anywhere close to their best players. We'll, we'll talk more about that okay. next week as we do yeah, stream yes. live bye, every bye, Wednesday. Bye. Just want to give some shout outs bye, to those bye. in the chats. We had Redskins Weekly what and up? we also had Patrick West out here with his hail to the football team um we appreciate everyone who jumps in does the chat we again we stream live 7 p.m wednesdays on facebook youtube and twitch and then we'll do the day after reckoning so after that tampa bay game you can catch us monday at 7 p.m also on facebook youtube and twitch and of course all of our products end up on your favorite audio platforms and if you could subscribe, download, all that really does help support Ref the District. And we appreciate that until we get that Fresca sponsorship for Trev. Uh, it'd be pretty good. <laughs> we have one thing yeah. that is coming out next week that, that we want to announce as well. Are we going to announce that now with I you here? We can, announce, here? we can announce it. Okay. Uh, so we have a <laughs> series coming up. It's part of our After the Whistle series, which likes to talk about sports, but not sports, right? We talk to people who are involved in the sports world. In this particular case, this series, four-part series, is called No Voice Goes Unheard. 
and Trav and Stoner are leading the way on that one. And we're going to have four guests that will be who are part of the investigation process against the Washington football team in the NFL. Uh, you're going to want to tune into it. Uh, we did talk with one of the young ladies yesterday. Great conversation. Looking forward to the uh, ones further. We have four of them. They're going to start dropping next Friday. That's No Voice Goes Unheard here on our After the Whistle programming here on Ref the District. Yes, indeed. Beautifully said. Well done. Of course, everything we do is sponsored by Pacers Running, and I didn't get to talk to JP about that. He's a big he's a big runner. Uh, he would have. In uh, fact, in fact, he's running the New York City Marathon Sunday. JP so. is, and we didn't even at, say nothing about that. Uh, no, at fifty-one years old. I'm sorry. Yep. He's got his, he got his shoes from Pacers running. So for every run, if you don't think you're a runner, you'll turn into a runner. You just got to hook, hook up with them, either go out to their website or go to one of their stores. There's six stores located in DC, Northern Virginia. They'll hook you up with the right shoes and you'll see just how fun running could actually be. For sure. All right. Pacers running for every run. I'm Nathan Perry there to my left. It's Trevor. Down below, it's the stoner. And until next time, be a fan. Okay. We love Washington. Uh huh. And we saw them die hard fans. Yeah, we are. You know, we keep it on 10. One, two, three. Let's go. We are breath of this. Come on now and join us. Join us. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.